this week on Today in Space. It's one of the things that I didn't know until I got into this and Instagram and all that is that the number of people that honestly, truly believe that the earth is not round. And like that, there's a lot going on in the world. And, you know, I love my technology and blah, blah, blah. But, but doesn't it seem... Isn't it a shame that we, I mean, the only reason that flat earth, things like that have been have been able to flourish is because most of the people, you, you're not going to find a whole lot of flat earthers that live under a Bortle One sky. Mm-hmm. You walk outside and you could see the freaking Milky Way. And you're like, no, that's the galaxy. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Today in Space. I am, as always, your space science podcast host from the East Coast, Alex Giorfanos. And we're here for a holiday episode of Today in Space and part two of our interview with Matt Schricker, astrophotographer over at Bastronomy on Instagram and TikTok. Go check him out if you haven't already. Go check out last week's episode, episode 329, where we had part one, where we talked a whole bunch. We got to know Matt a little bit more. We talked about astronomy, talked about Starlink and SpaceX and NASA and the star parties and and so much. And it was such a good long conversation that we cut it into two parts. So this week is part two. So you're going to hear more about uh, what Matt and I feel about uh, astronomy. We're going to talk about my telescope, the Vespera, the smart telescope, and Matt shares his experience using traditional telescopes and his own build that he made. And we talk about that uh, here, but it's a fun episode. It's a great hang. And we wanted that for the holidays in case, you know, the holidays are super busy. You're going to have downtime, Things are stressful, and you're looking for a little escape, a little a little thing to get away with, or you've got a long drive or travel. We're here for you. So this is a great conversation for the holidays, and it, this next year, 2024, is about meeting people and getting out there and talking more uh, and getting to know our fellow human beings a little bit more. At least that's what it is over here on the podcast, and of course, our ongoing mission of spreading love and spreading science. So... We're going to bring more of that in 2024. We have our 3D printed Christmas tree in its all of its glory. If you're not on YouTube, subscribe, head over there, check this out. And we've got a whole bunch of stuff with AG3D, including our next episode where we will talk about this DBZ scouter that I 3D printed. Uh, you can go over our Instagram page at Today in Space Pod or AG3D Printing to go check that out and see what we're up to over there. But Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and please enjoy part two of our interview with Matt Schricker of Bostronomy. I wanted to ask you yeah. that um, what have you taken, what are you imaging lately? Like, what do you, sure. it's that time of year, man. It's the, yeah. the summer has, is fading. Yep. Unless you have a good, a good view to the, to the uh, west, which I do not. I have, I have north. And then when stuff rises over my house mm-hmm. east and a little bit of south for a second, yeah. Uh, so the like the stuff that rises high, um, uh, Cygnus, mm-hmm. I can get that a lot of that. Auriga, yeah. Right what now, what are you shooting right now? So sure. I have I have east southeast always. Um, yeah, me too. Yeah. So, we have like the same. I, was I know say, you, you're take, you take pictures of mine post or what? Where I'm like, oh, I was just looking at that. <laughs> yeah, because I don't. Know. I, then there's the people that posted a few months later, and I'm like, 
they have a west facing yard <laughs> stuff i never would have thought about so funny uh yeah i mean so so here's one that heck uh, yeah ryan yeah oh, uh, she's back dude she's back the, the largest uh star forming region anywhere near us the first thing i took a picture of oh that's beautiful you took that with that yeah yeah and uh hey that's really high contrast sweet, dude yeah thank you thank you that's I've, sweet i've 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 learned a lot um like one of the things that i i didn't realize that was happening was the light pollution that we have is horrendous here so like <laughs> the telescope with well, a telescope by itself i mean for without any lenses or filters mm -hmm. uh does extremely well for this area um you know i'm i'm like blown away by what it can do there's a mo there's a mosaic mode um mm -hmm, mm -hmm, on this mm -hmm. yeah which um i think is one of the ways to combat starlink um i've been oh, yeah. very lucky it's... um but yeah it's interesting it, it works well i've i've i my nebula filter it's been too humid it keeps like fogging up on me uh um, yes so, so i haven't able to use it <laughs> do we get so with that particular unit does it have certain filters you have to use that work with it or does it take any two inch Looks like a two inch. Yeah. So I, I, from where I'm sitting, but I, I, uh, someone at work found out that I was doing astronomy and is super into it. Uh, has like multiple telescopes, even cool. is in a, a telescope builders club here in, in oh, the one in Boston. Yeah. Um, we probably know probably people that know each other. Yeah. 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 We, we should definitely chat. Um, but watch out, uh, Connor. You're not the only connection. <laughs> Um, so it's, it's been interesting. Like I, um, I don't even remember what we were talking about. Oh, the, the filter. So the filter. you can buy the filters from the company. I just, mm, I you know, it's a premium product and the yeah, are great. and like the chips that are in those filters will adjust the settings for the telescope. It's, it's a great Vespera from Veonis mm -hmm. is a great telescope for like, I don't have the time to fiddle with something. But I'd mm -hmm. love something to just put out, especially if like if you have kids, you want to get them into it. Like yeah. Yeah. the the cell phone aspect is amazing. Like it's very mm -hmm. simple on winter days like you can or buggy nights in the summer. You can have it outside <laughs> and be on the porch and and yep. be controlling it, which is amazing. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it's it's a cool little thing. And yeah. What can I say? It's, it's, it's you know, it's, it's, it's like a, the funny thing is, is so you've got this like this like single like all in one package components yeah. and all that. And I sort of went more towards the like single component, assemble it. Mm. Then as a guitar player, like I love pedals and yeah. effects and shit and like building <laughs> a rig. So like that part that that is a very mm. like there's a lot of continuity there. So yeah. um, but but I use an ASIR. So I do it all from my phone too. That's so like awesome. that part I totally get because mm -hmm. I can go uh, like we have a, the guest room is sort of near the deck where I shoot from. Yeah. And so when I'm in there, cause a lot of times by the time I go to bed, one of the little ones is in my spot. So I'm like, <laughs> Oh, whatever, man, if you can't beat him, Jonah. So I'm in the mm -hmm. other room, but the good thing about that is I have access to the scope, <laughs> which is not good for my sleeping patterns, but no, like but it's I've been fun. working on, um, <laughs> Uh, dude, I've been working on uh, the so the California Nebula, yeah, which is like from a visual perspective impossible to see unless you are on the very biggest scope, yeah. But um, 
I am now, so every year I shoot this thing. This is the third year I've shot it. And every time I do like a night, maybe two nights, and I try to get better at it. And this year I was like, I am going to just pour everything I have into this. (laughs) And so I have one more night to go and I'll be at 24 hours of exposure time on the thing. So like, I mean, I have just like, you want to talk about leaving the scope out. Like I'll just cover it with something (laughs) when it rains. Like I, I'm at the point now where I'm like, that thing barely comes in the house. It's out there all the time. Uh, and this awesome. shit is meant to be out there, you know, for the record. It's it's yeah. powerful stuff, but I will say yeah, so I can't terrifying wait, to leave this thing outside. I will totally say do. it's, it's the first it's I was like so stressed the first time I was doing it. It was wild. Uh-huh. It was wild. Uh-huh. Yeah. So this was my first I, uh, that was my first oh, my it, first California nebula. My my first California nebula looks exactly like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Because I try to do it with so I have I have the first scope I bought was the C, uh, the, the Edge H, HD image. Mm. Then I bought a 700 millimeter ED102, which is made by Explore Scientific. Mm. I love that scope. It's uh, but it's f7, so it's like not that quick. Um, and that's something that I've like. What, the is, speed, what does f7 mean? Sorry. All right. So your your f ratio in like photography mm. is uh, how fast the light like is absorbed i mean it's the best uh, way i can describe it okay and so that makes a big how they talk about how fast is the scope how fast is that lens so if you're if you're shooting like uh, when you see those guys at gillette that stadium they're down there shooting the pats they're just watching mac jones throw interceptions and all that so they they have like that high like they have super high speed lenses <laughs> i'm a uh, season ticket holder i freaking cannot like but uh, that's a whole other argument. But like, <laughs> I'm only I'm only wearing uh gear at night because that's the only time they're good in my dreams. <laughs> you put it back. Yeah, yeah, I feel yeah. like a Jets fan. My neighbor is a huge <laughs> Jets fan, oh, and man. we are just like just just like. And this year, I'm like, well, I get it, man. You know, I yeah. mean, it's been a while since I remember, but but those guys on the field that are shooting are very fast lenses, and they're able to like stop motion in real time. Um, huh. but in the astrophotography um, application. You're really talking about like, okay, so there are a myriad of speeds of these scopes. Like my, mm. the Schmidt Cassegrade is a great scope, but they're really slow. This one's F10. That's mm. like molasses. <laughs> but when you, but then the Red Cats I have, two, I have a Red Cat 51 and a 71. Mm. There's a 250 and 350 millimeters. They're mm. F4. They, from my perspective, are lightning fast. Like I take a 10 minute exposure with that thing and it is like being in space. Oh, wow. Um, then there's the Rasa, which is, you can't look through it, right? That's a big D eight mm. style scope, mirrored scope, but it's wicked fast. I think it's yeah. F two something like it's really fast. So I use the now in the more and more and more I am into, um, I don't know why I can't use this right now. <laughs> I'm getting into like the speed of scopes. So yeah. this is my most recent um it's the, wow, it looks terrible. Pleiades, camera. Right? Pleiades, yeah. But where awesome. so that has like 15 hours of wow. F4 speed, 10 minute exposures. Hmm. And so it, like the more like what I'm focused on now is like I don't need to see it all in one night. You know, <laughs> like like slow down, hmm. drag this thing out. I've yeah. imaged the Pleiades four times no, five times 
Yeah. And so now at this point, I'm like, well, what? Like, there's all this gas and dust around it. I've never been able to get it. Yeah. This last time I got it. And, you know, we're I'm in Weymouth, so mm-hmm. I'm in a Bortle 6. There's a there's a football field across the way here. It's a soccer mm. field. And they have the brightest lights in the history of yeah. mankind. They're on till 10 o'clock. It's an F7, and then it drops to like a – I'm sorry, a Bortle 7. Yeah. It drops to like a Bortle 6. Success. I am deep mm. in – I mean, I can see the skyline from my neighborhood. Wow. So I, I, I guess it's a little stolen Valerie to say that I'm Bostronomy. <laughs> not technically in Boston, but it's, well, I mean, you can see it. It's you pretty Boston, I mean? though, to say you're from Boston and not Dude, actually be in Boston. So. That's the most Boston yeah, yeah, thing yeah. ever. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, man. So Holy. light pollution is the thing, right? And like, I use a it lot is. of light pollution filters out here. Mm. You know. Yep, that's that's what I have installed right me. now. Um, <laughs> oh, and you you asked me about I never finished. Yeah, what so, do you use? So I have some SV bony lenses. Um, ah, yeah, those are sweet. Yeah, um, but that contact from work uh told me about mm-hmm. it. So, um, and they were not that expensive, and you know, especially in comparison, and and because of my ability, you know, I've been designing in CAD for, I mean, it's over a decade easily. Um, it's it's probably fifteen years. Um, Jeez. so like I am, I can whip a design together like super quick, like. You know, rad. Literally, literally, yeah, I saw that rocket thing. Yeah. The Starship is literally <laughs> from their website. I just took the picture and used it as like a sketch, and there's, you know, there it is. It's, it's. I saw that pumpkin so, too. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I have it. I got three D printing, whatever. <laughs> yeah, dude. Dude, three D printing is 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 like you're out in sp- like if you're in space, you need a tool. That's what that's what I mean. That's what's happening, yeah. isn't it? Like that's what we mm-hmm. would do. Yeah, I mean, what if something breaks? Like precision replacement. Mm-hmm. To me, it's almost like it, I mean, it's not almost like it kind of is like a replicator. Yeah, and I think the most fascinating things from from that like Star Trek universe that has mm-hmm. yet to really come around is is we have MP3s mm-hmm. and that was, and we have these, which is totally, mm-hmm. yep. you know, that's the, that's the, communicator, the right? yep, that's the yep. communicator, replicator. <laughs> like, yep. Give me that. Hey, it's it's coming. I mean, that was the that's that was that uh that other episode the other day like you know we we literally took you know this the scanner scanned that yep. pumpkin and 3d printed it now so that you know, does that scanner work in three-dimensional space oh yeah yeah it's it's wherever yes. wherever you point this the trick is that the points need to match to themselves so i before I got into 3D printing, uh, I was working as a field technician for a 3D scanning company that had like okay. ten thousand plus dollar scanners. You know those Leica trackers that people who are doing like civil engineering stuff—you'll see them on. The yeah, side. we were working with devices like those to scan huge things. You know, the top of the Prudential Building, or <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Like it was, it was crazy work. Um, but you had to so like everything had to be in play so like if it was a day that was going to be super cold and then warm up a lot you mm-hmm. couldn't do it that day in that area because things would move so you would set mm-hmm. up your um your coordinate system you would you would mark down these little these little markers and you would actually um 
measure those again throughout the day so you had points on how it moves over time because it's everything's expanding um and so you would if you were good about it you would have that all day so that you could keep bringing the model back to what it really was uh it's, it's crazy metrology is a crazy like Literally, like gravity is different on every place on the planet slightly. Yeah, constant because it's easier. Sure, because how well, you can't yeah. survive like, trying no. to figure out down to yeah. the you know. But I think most people, don't, I think a lot of people don't realize that. I remember when I first heard that there are areas on the planet with significantly, with you know, relatively different yeah. gravity. I mean, it's one of the things that I didn't know. Until I got into this and Instagram and all that, is that the number of people that honestly, truly believe that the Earth is not God, and like that yeah. is, that it's it's been a fascinating kind of. At first, it would make me upset, mm. you know, and then and then I'd be like, "Well, wait a minute! Like, how do you? Whoa, 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 whoa. You really believe that? And mm. and these people are not stupid. Like that's that's the thing. Like yes." The people that you come across that have a page dedicated to this mm. are not stupid. They, they they have done a very good job of creating a convincing argument if you don't know a handful of the very yeah. important facts that yeah. immediately blow it all out of the water. But like if you don't know certain things, like if you don't understand um, you know, what proper motion is mm. in stars. Which, which, which is, you know, obviously the the ability to uh, see stars move in literally move in the sky over time, right. over great periods of time. But mm. they'll say, well, the stars are in the same place they've always been. How can that be if we're traveling through space at eleven thousand miles an hour? Not only that, but going around the sun and going through the galaxy and going up and down and the galaxy is moving. How is nothing else changing out there? And on the surface, like that's a very logical question. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. And then you have to back out and say, well, the thing is, those stars are moving. In fact, some of them are moving a lot. If you like Bernard's star is moving a lot. Mm. You know, that's something that we can image over a period of 10 years and you can see right. it move. Mm. Um, and then there's other stars and they go, well, what about Polaris? And, well, we know that the parallel, the problem is, is that we're like, we're also moving with these stars, a lot of them. Right. And so, the difference is not only is it hard to tell this, like, have you ever seen a jet going down the horizon way far away? And you swear to God, it's just standing still way, way out. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to tell the motion of that. It's yeah. hard to see the moon move. Have you ever looked, tried to see the moon move? It's yeah. impossible. Yeah. Now imagine something that is 60 light years away, you know, yeah. like it's going to take many human lifetimes mm that up to see it move but people just and that i think is what I, it is you know forget the fact that like we've been to space and taken pictures of the earth and most yeah. reasonable people just accept that reality yeah yeah true like but i i meet many of them online who don't believe that so <laughs> they, they don't they think it's all C, what they call cgi which is not that's not how cgi works um yeah but i i am i, I am i gotta i have to say like kudos to those guys that have really dedicated themselves to this because, you know, you, in the absence of a handful of facts, they are doing a very good job of lying to a lot of people. Yeah. 
I <laughs> would know, almost say, yeah, I would almost say, I think the the ones that are doing it earnestly, because I I've definitely yes. talked to people who who earnestly do believe it. Yeah, it's not so much that it it's almost like believing in a flat Earth is also believing in the fact that there are things you were told that aren't the whole truth, and so they're they're one they're one exploration moment away mm-hmm. from actually finding out the answer but mm-hmm. they they had someone who called them stupid they you know uh have an abusive parent they mm. you know there's there's people who are just like well screw the system like you know everything is cr-. like it's it's almost like that opportunity thing like i think there's a lot of those people and there's plenty of wackos out there. Don't get me wrong. I, I sure, but the people that aren't section. wackos, yeah, they're yeah. in my comment section. <laughs> me so, too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you have to so ignore like, them. Yeah, um, it, it's always interesting, and I, I think there's a lot of folks that just if if they had someone like you or I in front of them, and they, mm. I, I'm I'm very much like a. Um, like an Aikido of science and like learning. Like I'm, you're not, I'm not gonna mm-hmm. like against a, a wall technique or, or like hit you with a hammer. Yeah. I I'll, I'll kind of get you to like Tai Chi. I'll get you to come around to it. I'm patient. <laughs> so like, yeah, the I'll wait, version of I'll it, wait it, for it, you. Yeah, yeah exactly. Debate. Yeah. Like I'll wait for you to get to a place where you've kind of got yourself in a corner and then, yeah, it's, it's it's here's a, here's a thought experiment. What about mm-hmm. this? You know, mm-hmm. and um, it I the, part of this podcast was seeing a lot of that stuff grow in the 2015 2016 internet, and there wasn't I was I was going to school for aerospace engineering, and everything was in a library, uh, or it was you know you had to have clearance to learn. You know, so there wasn't a lot of content. You know, it was it was this is before everyday astronaut. This is before, you know, um, all these amazing people who are making content now. Uh, BPS space. Right. Like there's so many uh, amazing folks who are doing stuff out there now. And it was not there. So um, I'm very glad that all these people shut up because it's too much of a job for one person. (laughs) Um, But and, and that actually prompted like the evolution of my stuff, too, like everyday astronaut killing it and bringing that like photography that's such high quality like mm-hmm. he's so good at that i'm that mm. and i made a conscious decision not to try and copy and i actually stopped listening that's to a hard. lot of science and space podcasts yeah. i stopped i was like it's i don't want to copy anybody and like so you know it's it's a freaking honor to hear that you know my thesis you know, you kind of spelled it back to me. Like that was mm. kind of when I, what I went out to do. So that's amazing to hear that. That's what you do. You know, but I don't think, I think that like the, the, the way that progress is made is to mm. recognize brilliance and stand on its shoulders and like yeah. reach further. You know, like I think that, you know, it's like the, it's like the Beatles were the first, they were heavily influenced right. by other, you know, musicians yeah. from the Americas, particularly like, you know, blues and stuff like that, that they had never heard in that like early rock and roll, Chuck yeah. Berry and things like that. Yeah. That when it reached the shores of Liverpool, blew their doors mm-hmm. off. So it's not like they woke up one day and shut all that out and mm-hmm. said, no, we're going to like do our own thing. They very much didn't. Yeah. They just were lucky enough that, you know, Paul and John and Ringo and George 
happen to be within like a certain geographic location of each other. And that's why they're the Beatles, you know, right. it's like, um, you know, I, I think that, but, but, but like, I think that it's fair to say, you know, like I look at other people that do what I do. Um, and I, and like, I, I want to, I want to learn from them, but then mm. I like, I'll see somebody do something cool. Yeah. I've never seen before. I saw a picture of the moon. Somebody took a picture of the moon the other day mm. and the way that they played with the colors to bring out the mineral, the minerals and the yeah. mineral colors which was so much warmer than I'd seen anybody else do it. Mm. And I was like, Oh my God, dude, yeah. it looks rusty. You know, and, it, and obviously it's not, there's an element of art, artistic license that yep. I definitely put into my work. Like I'll yeah. make galaxies spin and shit. And obviously yeah. That's not possible, but <laughs> but just like, but but for me, it's it brings it to life. It, it's yeah. another way to like share it. And if you're not, if you if you look at it and think it's real, and I I put right in there like this is you do, this part's and fake, I, I that respect that a lot. I that um, that's huge that you even will will say that. Um, oh man, I think I make a lot of the stuff yeah. cooler than it is in real. I mean, it's yeah. cool enough, but dude, at the same time, it's like. You get yourself into this situation where you're, where you're, I'm like, oh, now I want, I want to try to grow my followers. Mm -hmm. I want to engage the audience. I want people to enjoy this stuff. And you, you, you know, one day you mess around with, with uh, Motion Leap, which is a great app, by the way. Mm. And it's so easy to use. It's stupid. But then when it's done, you look, oh my God, that's awesome. And you post it and it goes crazy. Now you're, what are you going to do? You know, like you're now you're like, ah, oh, shoot, I guess I got to do that again. And then you wonder, like, I, I want I'm going to meet these guys at Cherry Springs. Are they going to think I'm like some kind of hack because I did that? Yeah. No, like yeah. they all get it, too. You know, like mm -hmm. it's a, we're also trying to. I'm not I'm not a scientist. You know what I mean? I'm not I mean, not by profession. Um, I love space. I love communicating yeah. about space. I love talking yeah. about this stuff. So it's nice to talk to you. There's a lot of people Thanks. around me. Like some of my best friends are just like, okay, dude, like I get it. You know, <laughs> hey, I'm, the same, I, I'm in the same boat. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of stuff out there. It's really big. I know that. That's great. Good for you, buddy. <laughs> just like, man, you don't get it. This yeah. <laughs> you know what? I, I see some of what, now I'm a big Hubble guy. Like I love mm. Hubble. James Webb is amazing. Yeah. Um, And it's, you know, showing us it's teaching us things that we didn't necessarily know, but yeah, Hubble's always my yeah, you know, like Drew Bledsoe was my first favorite <laughs> quarterback. That's that's my guy, and so yeah. the the like the Hubble, um, you know, I think I think what's the first time I saw a picture of M fifty one, the M fifty one it took. Holy shit. Like, yeah. you know, it's just, that's the ubiquitous, like, mm. astrophotography image, yeah. you know, and it did, it did, they did an M101, they did an M51, they did, they did the Andromeda survey, they did like that deep sky. Yeah. That, it was a postage stamp of space. And when they zoomed in, it was countless galaxies. And that, yeah. that was a moment for me, you know, where I was like, oh my God, there's no way. There's no way we're alone. Yeah. And there's no way that anyone on this planet has the slightest clue what's going on. Yeah. Absolutely. Like in all this, you know?
Absolutely, man. That that stuff would blow my friggin' mind. Um, totally, dude. And so I have to ask this because I I've realized that this is not something that everyone has. When you look at an image of the sky that you just took, yeah. or you're you're watching light gather, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. do you get any kind of physical feedback about how far away it is, or how oh small you God. are in relation to that? Wh- and where is that sensation? I'm always interested because I have found out not everyone time, has this. It's funny. The first time that I had a, a moment like that an epiphany or an anagnorisis or whatever the hell you want to call it. Like a, yeah. I was actually, <clears throat> I was playing football. I was in high school. Mm. I was, I was like, we were doing drills or whatever. And I was just kind of standing on the side and I was looking at the ground and I just had this, all of a sudden I had this like sense, like, wait a minute, dude, I'm on this giant thing <laughs> and it is moving. And like we, and it just like, <clears throat> you know, the most un, thought-provoking situation right like you could be in but that i I think about it all the time and so sometimes now like i i try to shut my eyes and i try to get that feeling back that Mm. like moment of oh my god and it's hard to do right it just it Mm. just came to me that day and now so 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 now the first time i'll never forget the i thought oh no we had a we had this little camera that we got at our wedding. It was like a T8. It, was, it wasn't a T8, but it was like that same ilk of a yeah. Canon, Canon camera. So I got that and I and went online and I found a little T adapter for it. So I could put it on the Edge yeah. HD. And I pointed it at Orion one night. And um, this was like, I'd seen other people do stuff. So I was like, I wonder if I just took the So yeah. I took this like, I think it was like a 10 second exposure because at 2000 millimeters untracked, forget it. But, but what came back was like the color and the everything. And I was just, <clears throat> I, I look at the now. So now when I see those pictures come back, I see bright stars and dimmer stars. Hmm. And I see stars that seem like they're really far away. And I see stars that seem like they're really close because of the brightness. But then I remember like in an instant, you, I've, I've come to realize that brightness has nothing to do with how far away it is. That mm. has nothing to do with how far away it is. Mm. Some of the brightest things in the sky are really far away. <laughs> and there's some of the dimmest things in the sky are pretty close. Yeah. And you, and then you, so you cast it into this like three dimensions. Cause when you see the image, it's flat, like it's on your phone. Yeah. You know, it's like right. flat. But like I just, in, I've we've gotten really good at like, relaxing my mind into the like, three-dimensional mm. element of it. And where do I feel it? I don't know. Maybe like probably a lot, like just right in here. Yeah. You know, like yeah. it's this like, depending on, you know, how many blue comments I've ingested too, but that'll <laughs> definitely change. Perspective yeah. or whatever else. <laughs> I mean, dude, it's, it's, what about you? I mean, when you see, yeah. When you're standing under a really, really, really dark sky, when you mm. see like the like when you can see structure of the Milky Way. Yeah. I mean, first of all, have you been somewhere where like what's yeah. the darkest sky you've ever up, seen? Up in Maine, near uh near Moncatadon, actually. Oh, that's um, Baxter State Park. That's, that's the darkest damn place. Yeah. Anywhere near us. And uh in uh in Kalimnos, Greece, uh in my family's uh house there, right on right on the island. 
Um, you can just, you just see this, like I've always called it the scar in the sky. Um, and like, it's, it's crazy. Um, so I'll, um, for me, it's almost like, uh, like it's interesting. You mentioned like feeling like you're standing on it for me, it'll start here and it'll go right to my feet. Um, and, uh, it's, it's, it's a crazy feeling. And like now that I have a telescope and I'm able to go out on a regular mm-hmm. basis. Uh, mm-hmm. When there's a clear sky and I've, I've got that telescope, it's, it's welcoming. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now where like, uh, and I mean, it's just crazy to think like it's, it's, it's everything. Like it's, it's all of it. It's all there. Um, which isn't even all of it. Cause we're not even seeing the other half of it. Right. She's I mean, it's right. It's like, it's crazy, but it's like, okay, what, what are we going to, you know, what's the show tonight? You know, it's, it's, yeah, man. And I think that's think about the, the old the... mythologies and yeah. what, what people who didn't have any lights, um, must've thought every single night. Like you just had this crazy daylight where everything's trying to kill you. And then <laughs> it's nighttime. It's finally, it's, it's finally crazy quiet. Crazy stuff. And there's and also like, oh, stuff that's that trying to kill you. And I'm yeah. like, that's not a bear. It doesn't look like a bear to me at I all. Like, I don't I know. Like, the, <laughs> and what's really fascinating to me is that the cultures in like the southern hemisphere mm. a lot of them had um dark constellations because the oh, the the milky way is so prominent in some of that like just south of the equator area and i'm probably misquoting some of this but the mm. some of the nebulosity is so damn dark that it blocks out the stars and they oh, noticed wow. the patterns in the sky where there were no stars mm. so that like inverted uh, asterism if wow. you will. and i think that that's because like and if you look at a light pollution map and anybody that is still listening at this point god help you but the, <laughs> the, if you if you back if you look at a light pollution map and look at the freaking united states and it's like mm. how do i tell people this stuff and they're like yeah light pollution whatever well, yeah. And I get it. Like, there's a lot going on in the world, and you know, I love my technology and blah blah blah. But that doesn't it seem? Isn't it a shame that we? I mean, the only reason that flat Earth things like that have been have been able to flourish is because most of the people you, you're not going to find a whole lot of flat Earthers that live under a border one sky. Mm-hmm. You walk outside and you could see the freaking Milky Way, and you're like, no, that's the galaxy. Yeah, it's right there. But yeah. if you live in Brooklyn. Or the Bronx, or or Boston, or downtown Boston. I, we come out of a gig now. They put in the MGM place, yeah, which is a great venue, by the way. <laughs> but on the backside of Fenway, and they put all these lights on the outside. You stand outside of the Lansdowne and look up, and it is nothing. There's yeah. not nothing. No. You can see the moon, Jupiter, Saturn. That's it. Yeah, and like it's it's just, and th- so I'll go somewhere where there's a really dark sky. Yeah. And we'll go camp out there, whatever. And uh and then I come back here. And there's like a good 48 hours, 72 hours where I'm just like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, like so depressed. So I'm like, man, yep. I took all the filters out. You know, when you go out there, you don't use filters, man. Yeah. You take them out, you let it you let it rip. Yeah. And what comes back is like it's, it's different. crazy. And it's funny, like, um, I think that was the first time where I noticed that a telescope can be faster. Um, yeah. Like, I was just watching it catch light 
so much faster and and so much deeper um it was uh yeah it was really crazy it was really crazy fascinating man yeah i remember <clears throat> you know what really got me is the first so i watched all these videos of the of you know chuck and trevor and dylan and all the like big the big shots you know mm. of set, setting up their scopes talking shop and watching these things run watching the guide scope mm. was fascinating for me you know, like the little the little camera in, in the little tiny telescope on top of your telescope <laughs> that has such a cool view. Like, yeah. have you ever seen the image of a from a guide scope come up on like a your phone or whatever? Have you ever even no, have you ever seen anyone? So. Dude, let's get together and I'll show you yeah. like the guide scope picture is one of the coolest things you That's can sick. see. Dude, the like it's it's like looking through um a telescope, yeah, but a little better than your eye could do. So you can mm. see the fuzzy, the faint fuzzy blobs oh. of nebulosity and stuff. Yeah. But it's, you know, its sole purpose is just to like, just to help you watch align. stars and yeah. hold on. So, so I use a tracking yeah. mount. I use an EQ6 Star Pro. Mm. And so the guide scope locks onto stars and it it used to just lock onto one star, but now they've, they've upgraded that. Now it locks it. It pinpoints one star and also follows like a whole bunch of others. Oh wow! So it's really, really improved tracking um, on on these mounts, and so yeah. the so it'll it'll not only is your mount moving against the rotation of the Earth to keep your image stable, mm -hmm. but it's now holding onto these stars and also and sending little micro adjustments to the mm -hmm. the RA and the deck. And like keeping it really steady, and that's when you start to take. Wow. Sometimes I take thousand second exposures. That's I don't even know how long that is. That's crazy. I know I know six hundred seconds to ten minutes. After that, just you know, you figure it out. I think I can only go up to thirty seconds with this guy. So that's pretty. Well, crazy. I mean, it's 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 just the nature of like what it is. But that'll right. but that'll stack. You'll stack a shitload of them. You know, yeah. you can stack an absolute ton. Yeah, you yeah, get, get to a similar place. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know the the all night viewing is just kind of like and like you were saying the the multiple day thing, which is I'm I'm you starting to to gather a, a library of stuff. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, but uh, so I guess let's let's touch on this uh, and we'll 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 close out this a little bit. So another big part of you know. If you're into astronomy, especially like you said, if we're if you're still in on this, then maybe you're interested enough to get into this. So, um, <laughs> uh, once What's you up, take Connor? the pictures and stacking <laughs> and like stacking images and stuff, right? Yeah. Like, um, that extra work that is done to really get the what you took and to really bring it out, like one of the good things this telescope does is it's doing a whole bunch of that for you. You can actually just mm. save a quick JPEG of the stack and mm -hmm. um, it's doing a lot of processing for you. It's not anywhere near as high quality as you have, um, but it's quick. Um, mm -hmm. And I think for somebody who's just looking to get into it, it's really nice. Mm, God, but yeah. now I'm starting to take those and make them a little bit better. What are you using to, to bring out uh, more in your photos or, or are you even doing that? Yeah. So, no, that's a really good question. So a lot of people are jumping into the Pix Insight world. I own Pix Insight. I have a book up on my shelf here. Yep. It's it's it might as well be in Greek. Uh, <laughs> but I <clears throat> I I try. It's just 
the Pix Insight was designed by people that were just too smart for their own good. Mm. There's there's very little about it that, to me that it, that has like logical, you know, flow. The UI yeah. is wild. The, what they mm. call things makes no sense. So so I yeah. recognize, by the way, just for anybody that is listening, how powerful of a tool Pix Insight is, and I will learn it. God damn it! But I haven't yet. <laughs> um, so what I do now is I so I I take, you know, like I said, so California Nebula. I'm coming up on 24 hours of data. So that's, I've taken 700 second and 740 second subs, mm. 30 of them a night for seven days. Um, you know, cause that's the window I have before it hits the trees yeah. and the, like <laughs> for when it crosses the house, it's a very small window. Like, you know, yep. so uh, it takes me a week and there's clouds and it's new England and all that. So this has been going on for like three weeks now. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, so, <clears throat> so, but what I'll do is I'll take all of that and I'll put it into deep sky stacker and mm-hmm. I, and I'm a Mac guy. So I had to get a, yep. you know, I use a, whatever you call it. I use an, like an emulator for windows. And oh, so, yeah. so I can run because everything is windows based in astrophotography. So I, anyways, I, I, I bring it all in there. I let that do the stacking. I, I, before I do that, I go through every image myself. Mm. This is something I didn't used to do. Because mm. I was really lazy, but now I've recognized <laughs> that if I if I go in and find the little thing where like a cloud messed it up or just mm. whatever, I just get rid of it and throw it yeah. away. That used to like break my heart to throw away a ten minute sub because it was like that's ten minutes of clear skies. Yeah, that I'm never gonna get back. And I'm like the universe is thirteen billion fucking years old. Let it go, man. So I throw those things away now and I stack out what's left. And so what what comes out of that is like almost black. Mm. it's it's crazy like it's just it's nothing so then yeah. i take that in the photoshop um and it's photoshop that i do everything with. Mm. and so I've, I've learned how to um i've got my own kind of process that cool. i think i've tried to document i i started out doing what a lot of people did mm. and i still use some tools that a lot of people have shared with me um the like for example the um the RC Astro stuff they do they have mm. he, he's got some incredible processing tools for Photoshop mm. that I think rival anything PixInsight can do but you know more power to you and don't forget <laughs> like I shoot in color like I don't shoot in mono with like right you know a narrow band or anything I would I would I would I just don't have I feel like it takes a lot of time mm. somebody will tell me I'm wrong but um I just like the color I've never, it's does it for me that I don't, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so anyways, I just, I've learned my own way of like stretching the data. I yeah. will, I have learned how to like separate the channels, like isolate the channels from my, mm. so I use like a, I use a, a lot now. I use a, an, an L ultimate um, mm. from Optolong. I have all the Optolongs that they make that oh. I have L pro. I use that from galaxies. I have the L enhance. I don't really use that one anymore. Mm. I have the L Extreme, which I used forever. And now I have the L Ultimate, which I use a lot for Nebula. Mm. Nebulae and things like that. L Pro for Galaxies. And there's a new one coming out. I pre-ordered that. But um, I can't be left in the dust. But, the, <laughs> but, I'll, but, I'll, but I can isolate the narrow bands of wow. pass from that. And that I've learned how to like separate and isolate and create these like fake cobble palettes. Wow. Um, and things like that. So I, and in that way, 
that's where like the more artistic part comes in. Like one mm-hmm. of my one of my favorite pictures of the Rosette Nebula that I took mm. is does not look anything like real life. Yeah. I mean, once I was done with it, you know, like it's mm. colorful in real life. It's like red and yellow and blue and but the one my favorite one is this like magenta purple pink thing that I made that was like fucking nothing like real life. It's cool. That, yeah, that's, so that's great that's, though. That's, that's unique. I like I I I appreciate that. Like it's a it's a style choice. Like yeah, the the thing that I think, um, but it felt very much the same in aerospace. Um, but I think astronomy has it as well as like there's a lot of people who think there's one way to do it. Ooh. And, uh, you know, I, I just never thrive in that environment. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I, I like your approach. Just like, Hey, take, take it where it takes me and, um, just at, go into a creative process. And, um, yeah, that's awesome, man. It just helps me enjoy it. Yeah. My that's own the key though. That's, I think, um, you know, we're going back to the, you know, next generation and what we hope Mm -hmm. is that they go after the things that they enjoy not the things that they think that they should be doing that's right because ai is probably gonna have all those jobs so you might as well just go find a hobby and like really yeah well what's left hope just hope that universal basic income kicks in and then we can all just go (laughs) play and i'll be right there with you man yeah taking space pictures it's crazy it's crazy well Matt, this was friggin' amazing. We we might even make this a two parter. I'm not even sure, but Jesus, was, uh... I, I know. I, I was like, oh my god, I've been <laughs> talking to this poor kid for two hours. No, you kidding? This is this is like uh, when I first started. Like this is uh, it's it's felt very very good. Um, it was it was a lot of fun. Um, oh, me so, I had a blast, dude. Plug plug everything, man. Uh, tell the folks where they can find you online and uh, and what you know if they're gonna reach <clears> out <throat> or or anything that you want to promote, sure. whether it's that outreach stuff. <laughs> Go for it. No, Bostronomy. Bostronomy on all of the channels that matter. I'm on them all. Uh, B-O-S-T-R-O-N-M-Y. Um, just, I mean, I'm, I always want to talk shop, you know. I'm doing a um, I'm doing a three-part series with the Museum of Science. The first one oh, launched cool. the other day. And we're trying to do, you know, like, it's not that hard to take pictures of space yeah. with the cameras you have laying around. Like, I can show you how to do it. 10 minutes oh, you know what i mean it's awesome. not that hard yeah. and like that just that's how you get started right so i'm doing that um and otherwise it's just hey man come on out and let's talk shop yeah my the, if you if you live on the south shore or anywhere near there and you're looking for a group of people that like astronomy south shore astronomical society we would love to have you we've got events all the time they're going to be out at uh they're going to be out this weekend but I don't remember where because I'm going on a bar call and I, and I can't go. So that's I will be. I will be. I'm gonna get, we're gonna hit all the dive bars in Weymouth that we can find. Nice. Mm-hmm. The weekend for it. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so, dude, it was it was really great talking to you. Uh, I think what you're doing is really cool, and uh, I just keep going and uh, we'll, let's hang out. We'll uh, we'll take some pictures of space. I'll show you what I got. I'd love to. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get the telescopes out. Well, hang. Hell yeah, dude. Awesome. Fantastic. Matt, thank you again for joining us. Thank you, everyone, for joining us for this episode of People of Science on Today in Space. As always, spread love and spread science, and we'll see you on the next episode of Today in Space. See ya. 
and you made it to the end of the episode. You are awesome. We hope you enjoyed part two of our interview with Matt Tricker. Follow him at Bostronomy on Instagram and Twitter. And have yourself a happy holidays. And if you celebrate, a Merry Christmas. And a Happy New Year. Be good. Spread love and spread science.